0: Okay, yeah, Woody, you're great to see you again. You know, I um, You yeah, know, last time we spoke, <laughs> last time we spoke about Boys, uh, about Jodeci and their debut album, Forever, My Lady, and I thought, and I still remember when we did have our interview, and you said there were two groups that really influenced you, and when you guys started your group back in the day, and it was Jodeci, and it was Boys to Men, and how yourself and Cisco had actually had both had the seed uh, the tapes and you swapped them Mm -hmm. around so I think he had "Voice to men and you had jealousy and stuff um I recently just listened to "Voice to men on um Questlove and he they were telling him that they actually most of the songs on their Cooley High Harmony album they wrote in high school or Mm -hmm. and sometimes they brought you I mean so that's you know I didn't realize there were songwriters and stuff but you know as a recording artist um what was your impression of when you first heard of Boys to Men?
1: Man, just clean, clean harmony. And, and the song, the first album,
0: yeah. the
1: feel that was on that first album, I, that was my favorite. Like the other stuff might have been more commercially successful. Like oh, the second right album, too. Of the yeah. of the road and I'll Make Love to You and all that stuff was maybe more commercially successful.
0: Yeah. But
1: I felt the soul in that first album. And shout out to um, Dallas Austin. I seen a bunch of interviews of him, where as though he was talking about the role he played, and then the um the group. What do they call it? the characters with um Troy Taylor and his partner Charles and them?
0: Um, yeah, like, those yeah.
1: songs. Like man, like I remember, and Cisco used to stand at the bottom of the school and sing. Um, not this is my heart. What's the other song? Um, your love.
0: Okay, your love. We used to sing your yeah.
1: love at the end yeah. of like. At the bottom of the school and girls used to just rush and just stand there and listen. And then This Is My Heart was was my cut, too. We belong together. The love I feel is strong and I wouldn't take the world for exchange of these feelings I have inside of me. That was man. <laughs> and that during showing. oh my goodness, man, like how smooth he was able to do his vocals and just... Those riffs and stuff that he did. Like, Juan is dope. Juan is super dope. Juan super dope, and he always take it home. But yeah. for me, like, I'm always, like I said, with Jodeci, K is the man, and he get up there and could just stretch his arms out. There. Everybody back <laughs> go crazy. But no with JoJo, when JoJo Keep up there do his part or hit a little riff or something behind him and stuff like that that's when I get hype you know like not that I wasn't hype with Gabe was saying too but yeah and the same with them like when Juanye do it taking it to church and stuff like that I, I'll get hype but when Sean come in man that's it for me that like, he's one of my like but my mountain Rushmore is like him Jojo wow. Stevie Wonder um who else Marvin Winans it's, it's more than five probably, but, it's, but no, then, it's about five. But yeah.
0: So what is it about Sean? Um, Sean stuff. What is it about his vocals that really that you really appreciate? It's
1: like I put it like this. Like you got your singers that what they say they sing a girl out their panties, and a lot of times that's the guy with the the rough voice or the hard voice or the yeah. loud voice. Or, Turn them off and all that type of <laughs> stuff. I, that's I, Eddie like, Graham,
0: I yeah. love all
1: them guys and I respect them, but my whole thing is the guys that can finesse them out the panties that sing real smooth and just mm. like soft and smooth and like just still. Like, in like the Bible, is a story about, it Say when the Lord spoke, it said he wasn't in the, and I'm sorry for talking about panties and then talking, but again, the Song of Solomon, <laughs> the Song of Solomon in the Bible is a love song, and that's one of the great, <laughs> by the King Solomon. He was a great king, great yeah. man of the Most High, and he was a great lover. But it's like, the people always think that the big voice is the voice of the Lord, but it said when he spoke, they said the thunder came, yeah. and the Lord was not in that thunder, the lightning came. He was not in the lightning. The big strong wind came. He was not in the wind. But after that, it was the still small voice. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just really, really a fan of people that got the real chill voices. And some people may not take notice and stuff like that. But that's the voices that I take because they make you pay attention because they're not going to yell for you. They're going to sing it real soft. It's moving. Make you have to come to where they at, pay attention mm. to it, what they're doing. And when it's, it's usually something worth doing. And that's what I always strove to do myself, you know. So what was your favorite song
0: on on, on that, um, on Cooley High? What was your top five songs on on that album? Because we have, and I'm going to go through them just in case. Please Don't Go. That's my um, favorite. Lonely Hearts. Lonely Hearts is
1: is definitely one of them.
0: This Is My Heart.
1: This Is My Heart, definitely. That's the one I was just trying to sing a little piece of. Yeah, I love that. That's one of my all-time favorite. That Little Things. That's that's the one that's trying to sing by itself, Little Things. Um. There's it's so hard uh-huh. to think about it yesterday because, acid, yeah. that was one that we sung all the time. Like, that's how we kind of, like, way that we honed some of our harmonies and stuff. Like, in practice, we would say that one. That Sweet. was one of, the, we, one of the first ones we got down pat.
0: So you had Under Pressure, um, Simply, S- no. Simply. Sipping.
1: Yeah, definitely Simply, and especially now. Like, at that time, it wasn't one of my favorites. But now, that subject matter, man. I can't stand a simp, so I will put that on. As soon as I see somebody simping, I will even put it on. Or I will sing oh, it for them. What
0: does the song mean? I, I didn't. Do... A simp
1: is a guy. What they call it? Um, I can't remember exactly what the um acronyms are, but it's a guy who's willing to do anything. And like go out of his way just to to please females and think uh-huh. that he's gonna get something from them for real, okay. you know. Like it's not genuine. He's not genuinely being nice because he just love women, but he wants something from her. And we know what he wants. And it's like he just willing to do anything. Like he's willing to throw his homeboys under the bus. He willing to to try burn his homeboys or give all his paycheck and stuff to the point where he won't even have nothing to eat. He give a girl all his food and stuff like that, just hoping he get something. And eventually, most of the time he don't even get nothing. He the good one. Uh-huh you something, guy that don't do none of that stuff. Wow. But he's doing all the wrong things for a girl. And as they said, simping ain't easy. Get on your hands <laughs> and knees and lift your eyebrows. That's some rough stuff, man. Okay. Who's telling that? simping ain't anywhere it's at. Like, look, try breaking even with me. Meet me there, say it, play fair.
0: Yeah, I I and I'm just realizing that my favorite on the album was Lonely Hearts. Um, uh that
1: melody is, is unparalleled. Yeah, uh, yeah, it
0: was written by Nate and um and yeah, uh, you I
1: mean, would think Nate would write something like that because yeah. Nate just he just the look of him and just his demeanor just seemed like he just like kind of, kind of abstract with his like and he go like to a place that everybody else wouldn't go like melod- melodically,
0: yeah. You know? So he wrote Please Don't Go, he wrote Lonely Heart. Um, This Is My Heart was written by Wanye and Sean. Uh, was see? written by Nate Wanye. Um, it's so uh, let me see. Oh,
1: more- people? Oh my goodness, the sequel one, not the one that's on the original Cooley High Harmony, but if you got the updated version of the, uh, the sequel, the in a minute we'll be finished. Was I all that you hoped and dreamed? Was it strong enough? Man, that's that's one that Man, you sing that one in a talent show or something? You sing that you don't go home with something?
0: <laughs> something wrong.
1: Yeah, that was one of those ones, man. Like, that was a song, because that was the thing about Boys and Men. Boys and Men was more cool, known for being, like, cool and, you know, like, the preppy and everything. And Jodeci was the ones when you, with um, my boy, um the dictator, not the dictator, but Boy right what do you say? Sexy Time. That's when you put the Jodeci on. But that was a song that could have went in there with the Sexy Time, right along with the Jodeci records. That that uh, I. It's mainly because the
0: album came out. I mean, they their singles were re- released. I mean, I mentioned a Jodice, um, Forever My Lady. The um, March is when they released the um, you Gotta Love, mm-hmm. um, Motown Philly came out in April. Okay. And, and then I'm like
1: 112.
0: Okay, and and then um, it's so hard to say goodbye came out in August, and then Forever my lady came out in August, but you mm-hmm. could see the um. You could see that you know the the, the trajectory where the the the, the Uha uh-huh came out in November and um, stayed. So it was almost as if Uptown sort of piggybacked off of the success of Boys to Men to push oh. the Jodeci stuff. Um, but I think it's what 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 pushed Jodeci over the um, Boys to Men over was its um, end of the road. That 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 became a global yeah. global hit. On that soundtrack,
1: stuff. yes, indeed, Babyface and Daryl. Uh, and Daryl. In LA and no, them man, yeah, they, they definitely gave him one with that
0: one. But then when you when you guys was listening to Coolie High Harmony and then you were listening to Fur My Lady, did you then at have a point where you guys decided the direction of you know the old your group to hail, did you think we're gonna move the Jodice direction or should we incorporate Boys to Men when you guys were when you guys had both albums and thought, wow, which direction do we do we model ourselves after?
1: I think it was just took elements from both that we appreciated you know like it was the elements and both of them had things that we could learn from it's like going to two different teachers in school like you got your math teacher you got your reading teacher and it's like you learn something stuff from both sides so it's like you try to implement like the best qualities or the qualities that we think to be the best qualities from both and try to bring them into what we do you know, and then somewhere in the middle in between there, we had like intro was very um influential too, the group intro. Okay. Kenny Green. Kenny Rusty Green, T- yeah. Kenny Green. Yeah, had, like his Body harmonies and, and-, and okay, stuff okay. that he did was like very intricate too, because like Boys Men had like their harmony was similar to like Take Six, and they yeah. had like a lot of like the school harmony, like harmony, stuff that you go to school to learn how to do.
0: Yeah.
1: And see was more church. Like, they harmonies was the homies that you hear your church choir singing and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. So it's like, if you blend them somewhere in between, then you get what Kenny Green was doing, you know? So then it's like, we just tried to make a whole, what they call, like, gumbo pot with all the best elements from both, you know? Mm. And, like, the people who were over top of us, like, as far as, like, labels and stuff, they would try to push more towards the the boys and Menway. way. Because it was more like, like I was saying, when we talked about Josie, like that was the more like, had the seemed to have the more pop appeal at the time. Mm. And you know, they want the most record sales, so they would push us away from certain things and stuff like that. Try to try to push us away from it, but it's like, we always felt that we wanted to do, so we still ended up doing. But it was times where was way we'd get outfits that look just like something that Josie would wear. Like, they'd give us a budget to go get our own outfits and go <laughs> get those. And they be like, y'all not wearing that. Where y'all wearing that at? Y'all could wear it in the street when y'all go hang out with y'all peoples or whatever. Y'all not wearing that on stage. Ah. Y'all better put this on there. That's why I, a lot of times y'all seen us with them silk pajamas and stuff on. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That... We
1: buy like jeans and boots and vests and stuff like okay. that. And like, nope, y'all got them pajamas upstairs. Go ahead and them suitcases and get them pajamas up. <laughs> That's what y'all wearing. Y'all not wearing that.
0: Uh, you know, it's interesting because when I listened to the interview with um, Sean, uh, one year and Nate, they said that. Nate's in particular says he was angry that they had them look like preppy boys because he was more like Jodeci. That was his, he was, that's, that's them. That's, that's
1: what I try to tell people not to cut you off, but it's a meme. that was like, I know it's a females it posted a lot of days, Like I know my choice in males was all messed up when I started, when I picked Jodeci over boys the men. And the whole time I'm sitting there like, yo, boys the men from Philly yeah they might have sat there and looked like that in front of the the audience because that was their job like basically them clothes they had on was like they work uniforms
0: yeah but when
1: you see them chilling like when we were running the boys and men like places where as though they weren't getting ready to perform and stuff like that they look just as urban and just as slick as jodeci for real like that's just what they had to wear to work but you know what i noticed too and i don't know if you have noticed something of the same And it's not to say that rappers are not tough or whatever, but it's like, man, you got a lot of R&B singers that in real life go harder than the people that sing about going hard. Like the people that sing the most lovey-dovey songs, Mm -hmm. in real life, they be the most go-hard people. And like some of the people (laughs) that sing the most go-hard records be the ones that, you know, they're, they're singing about doing all the rough stuff they the ones that's laid back you hear stories like this rapper girl from the oh he's a perfect gentleman oh he's a cuddly (laughs) teddy bear at home and stuff like that but on the record they talking about i dug this bee and i do this (laughs) and i do that (laughs) and then you got a guy that sing about giving the girl everything and going up to the sky and grabbing a cloud and bringing it back to us so she could wear it as a fur coat or whatever he the one to be and Ruffin, and yeah. Wilder, <laughs> okay, like, okay. a lot of that stuff is a lot like on top of being an artist on top of being a musical artist a lot of times you gotta be an actor too and you gotta play a certain role and you gotta be a certain way like even with me you see how much uh I, I, you know when, when we talk I never have a problem articulating myself and, and talking and stuff but if you notice on our interviews I never said anything because mm. like we had a certain set list of things that we were supposed to say and some of the stuff they told us to say wasn't true. And I'm not a fan of lying. Like, I would lie to save my life or or to, you know, <laughs> say, you know stuff like that. But just lying to be lying. Why would I sit there and say I'm 19? Well, I'm saying I'm, like, 17 or 18 or whatever when I know I'm 19. And why would I say sit there and say this person is this age when I know they older than me, when I'm the second youngest in the group and I'm saying that I'm older than this person and this person because I was the first one to start growing facial hair.
0: Wow. So this yeah, I mean, this on, is... Then. And and I guess that's the thing because when I did interview after seven, and I asked Keith, the rumor we got was that you were LA's cousin, and then mm-hmm. Kevon and um and um and Kevin uh, Kevon and Oh, the,
1: both the other two is Melvin and Kevin. Melvin Ma- 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 and Kevin, baby Kevin face that babyface brother, here. but then <laughs> but but
0: that but that um. Keith was the cousin of L.A. Reid, so it was like, okay, the f- two Yeah, the families. first
1: time I heard that was on your show. That's the first time. That was an exclusive for me. That's the first time I ever heard that.
0: Yeah, but that was what... You know, that was the the rumor that came out, and he said, yeah, that was what was said to put, to, to really give the group the dynamics. So L.A. and Babyface, their brothers and cousins have formed a group, wow. so that's like, wow, let's... You know, that's that gave it its, its spark and stuff, so I can understand how... You know, because I always when I see... When I listen to Boys Men do interviews and, and they're they you know sometimes they're swearing and they're talking, I'm thinking, but boys oh, they men, real they're real, <laughs> real dudes. I mean, yeah, like, yeah, they're real yeah, dudes, man. Yeah, you're supposed to be like the Cosby show. What what why you sound like Martin, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, so but yeah, yeah I mean, but at, at the time Mike,
1: though, Mike, Mike a real dude, man. I remember meeting Mike. You know Mike from Boys Men the Beast.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Him and being surprised at how funny he was, like how he was like cracking jokes and stuff because like we were just hanging with him at the Impact Music Festival, which was like the first place that we performed in front of industry people and stuff. And like we ended up meeting like Mrs. Go at that time, like we was like the the rebels, like the other two guys was like by the book, strictly by the book. alright y'all say we gotta go, be in bed by ten o'clock. We gonna be in bed by nine thirty. We going to room at nine thirty. Man, <laughs> man, 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 Cisco used to like sneak out and go. One time we snuck out of Philly and rode the train, rode, rode the train to Brooklyn, just to say we went to where Biggie was from or whatever. And then it was time <laughs> that the Impact Festival. We snuck out of our rooms and went down and ended up running into the Poison Men running into um, Sean and Nate, I think it was. But then later on, we saw him again. Then they remembered us from the last time. And then Mike was there this time. And just, like, the jokes and stuff that he cracked was just, like, stuff that we would say just, like, real stuff, you know? Like, it wasn't all, like, all watered down and all goody-goody and stuff like that. Like, he just was a real dude. Like, and that's how they always came across to me. But in order for the public, like, rappers, they say MC Hammer. And I don't know if I never met MC Hammer. I would love to be there. He was one of my favorites in that time. Mm -hmm. But they say MC Hammer was really like that. Like, he was a a cheat. You know, like it's other rappers that we know to be supposed to be like tough rappers that said that one guy said that MC Hammer made them apologize for something that they said about him in one of their raps or whatever. They said he met them at the, when they got to MC Hammer City, him and all of his people or whatever surround him and like made them apologize. And you wouldn't think that from the way MC Hammer with, yeah, the, yeah, with yeah. the big genie pants and yeah, dancing yeah, yeah, and, yeah, grinning yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Like, like I said, them people that's like that, they the ones that be the most thorough in real life and the ones who look at tough. A lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times, the ones that look the toughest be the most chill and you know non-confrontational in a yeah. lot of situations. Not saying that in every situation, because some yeah. people look like that and really is like it.
0: But yeah, I mean, that's as, as I said. I, as I said, just listened to the interview today, and it just always shocks me just hearing them swear and stuff. But when you <laughs> if we if we go back to Cooley High Harmony before we we sort of finish and stuff, I mean, overall, did you did you then? When you had both "Forever My Lady" and Cooley High," did you think which album did you think actually was more impactful? As a you know, as a as an impress you know as a young artist thinking about a, a career, did you think which of the two groups and at, at that early stage the, the based on the albums?
1: I just thought, to be totally honest, my standpoint, I always wanted to sing Jody's songs more because it just the the emotion that it evoked from the ladies. Like I said, like Joe, I put it this way. You wanted to be you wanted to hear boys to men. you wanted to hear their music, you wanted to sit there and listen to what I'm saying, but you wanted to be a part of Josie. Well, okay. for me you wanted to be a part of like you wanted to be the fifth member josey you wanted to sing for boys and men like maybe inspire to meet boys and men and sing for them and have them critique your vocals like i said like they was like school taught and professionally trained and stuff yeah. so you might like, want to meet boys and men and have them tell you like hey man hey sean what should i do different what can i do to improve my technique and stuff like that that's what i got from boys and men but jodeci i just felt like i belonged there anyway because i was a church boy too Growing yeah, up as a jerk yeah. boy and then I wanted to sing raw and, and get the ladies And I was skinny at the time. I was like, man, i want to <laughs> take my shirt off, <laughs> take my tongue out. Should I want to do what y'all doing for me? <laughs> My whole wardrobe was everything Josie had. Like, you wanted to be a part of the whole movement. Boys and men, I just wanted to listen to their music and, you know, just soak in all the music and learn. Like, it was almost like really going to school. Like, I'm learning stuff, vocal techniques and new mm-hmm. riffs and rhymes and stuff from them. Josie, I'm like, it's more like, I wonder what they like this that I'm doing or whatever. Like, what they like this runner? What they what what they think about this. Would they tell me do more of this. So they tell. Well, I wanted to learn from both, but I just wanted to be a part of Jodeci. Yes, boys yeah. and men. I want to be cool with and boys and men and be accepted by them, where I could go through and dap them up and give them a five. And we actually did get to do that. Like when they did their evolution album. Yeah. They called the record label and told the president of the record label to keep us there and don't tell us why, like to have us come up to the label and don't tell us why we were coming. And when we got there, they previewed that album for us. And like for our they asked for our critique and like what we like, what songs we liked or what did we like about it and stuff like that. And really like were attentive and paid attention to what we said back. So they kind of embraced us the same way as, as Big Brothers. And if you notice when they won, it was, I think it was American Music Awards. And when they won the award, Nate, I think it was, got on the microphone and was like, man, with all due respect, I thank y'all for this award, but this was drill Wow. They should have won this award. So it's like, it was the the mutual love and respect for both of those groups. Like sometimes, like I have a, a friend, well, like one of my former friends always used to say, never meet your heroes. And a lot of times when you meet your heroes and the people that you look up to, you'll not like them anymore like they'll say something rude or they'll be like just something off-putting or something like that where you saw you met them and you wish you just knew them from what you knew of them and on tv or whatever like that but i will i have to say that in meeting both of those groups jodeci and boys and men it was nothing never anything but mutual love and respect you yeah. know like all the way across the board you know like they showed nothing but love yeah. And, you know, like I got pictures with, I don't have my picture with boys. Man. A lot of my photo album because I made it a point. That's what I always did. I was like the historian. I always took pictures with everybody. But a lot of my pictures over the years, like somebody even saw it in an album and stole it. Or I <laughs> certain albums or put it down for a minute. When I take it back up and go to look through it, a certain pictures gone and stuff like that. But it's like whenever I asked any young full picture, they always obliged. And like the ones that, you know, like Casey and Joe, like I told you, they family live right down the street so they would always have me come down and stuff Mm. and when my mom passed away um casey and jojo and their mom and sister sent a bouquet to my house and stuff like that it was like to be able to look at somebody on television And look up to them, and even pattern a part of your whole self, your younger self, to them. Because when you get older, you just become yourself. But when you don't know which direction you want to go, and they give you some, gave me some direction, and to have these people actually meet them in real life, and they actually know who you are, and they actually care who you are, and and can actually tell you something, you know, and show you love, and show you respect, and stuff like that. Like when we went to see Casey and JoJo and play here they made a point to make sure that, like, my dad and I had, like, front row seats to watch them and stuff like that. Same with Boys Men. They had us come up to their studio and played us Uncle Sam before Uncle Sam came out. Oh, yeah,
0: Uncle
1: Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll just say it's a blessing to have been able to Meet my heroes, and it not be a bad experience, and not not be like, hey, I'm sorry, I met them. Like I was I met them on TV and on the radio. So nothing but love for for both those groups, and for what they contributed, and to what they still continue to contribute. Because yeah. Men is still out; they still have their um the thing in Vegas, where though they have the shows that people come out.
0: Yeah, but also doing the orchestra. So I think that they're, they're doing a performance with a live orchestra right now as well. Okay. Yeah, man, well,
1: much respect to them for cause still keeping it going and still sounding great. I heard that Sean had an album out a couple of um, years ago, and I downloaded that, and I was thoroughly impressed by that. And, you know, like see their recent ventures and stuff like yeah. that. They sounded great on that tour, even though I didn't get to hear him in person. But I heard online, <laughs> they sounded great on that tour. So yeah. it's like, I'm it just happy to see him still, still doing it, man.
0: Well, as we finish with, with this segment, I mean, Cooley High Harmony, if you... I mean, was there a song on that album that you would sing regularly?
1: Man, like I said, man and used to sing Um Your Love at the Bottom of the Steps in school, and then um This Is My Heart, the one I was singing a little piece of, like that was, that was one I sang regularly and out uh, the sequel. Yeah, okay. man. Them joints to this day, man. I still go to a karaoke and get up front and sing one of them joints. <laughs> but in my head, maybe say, Please don't go. That One that, that's a okay. tough one, you gotta be and say you can't drink before you say that because you got a transition <laughs> in between your falsetto and you know, yeah, your falsetto and your regular voice and I stuff. I remember you, when, you, um,
0: man, when Mike sings oh, okay. the closer and the closer I right Yeah. To you. There's me, woman, and
1: you. know that yeah, so no, I was supposed I was supposed yeah. to be a baritone. So I always wanted to sing on first, but it was always another guy in the group that could sing deeper than me, like my <laughs> homie Mike, and we had the homie Glen. So I was like, man, if I see somebody doing something better than me, I'm like, hey, you got it. It yeah. made me my little piece somewhere. There, like when they came, when my old group came back with jazz, I was like, hey, he got it. I was like, well, just save me a little piece here and there, where I get in. Save me a little ad lib here and there."
0: <laughs> so. you, you, the thing is, I I, listen, I heard from um, Nate. He said that he was, said he was at home, and and he and he was probably you know not the TV was on, and he heard, "I drank your wine," and he just oh, hey, hey. yeah, and he dropped everything, said, and he listened to. It, he said, "Who who's who stole the formula?" Because he wasn't
1: Mark staying with them though, right? Mark Nelson was in so when he watched the point. video,
0: he saw Mark in the video and he said he stole our secrets because Mark was with them back in the early days. So he was like, because he says, as yet, we're the closest to boys to men that he's ever heard. And he just thought that, and then he called, I think he said he called Warnier to say. You Know Mark's stolen our secrets, and he's just he's just I mean, almost as if they thought that this was it, you know, that this could wow. be the end of them because you know, this is oh, a new really? group, yeah. He no, yeah, it was because uh, you know, they they because he said they because they had the the whole gamut, the five of them, the harmonies, and everything, and they had that big track. Uh, just, it was just the problem that that as yet had, had was the fact that LA and Babyface were having their you know, the it. it they were pretty much working out in LA. LA was in in, in Atlanta. They they weren't really officially. They were signed to LaFace, but they weren't part of LaFace, and so they didn't really push and promote them. So industry mm. changed, So they had their own in-house politics. So if not, they could have just blown up. But yeah, it was just interesting to to to, to hear that. But um, just, just as we finish, uh, the oh, yeah. section, section of Bo- boys to men. Just you know, final reflections on Coolie High Harmony.
1: And one of my, like I said, same with My Lady, like still to this day, something, an album that I would just put on and do whatever I had to do and not worry about changing, skipping tracks and turning this one on. no, I want to hear this one. I don't want to hear that one. Like I just put it on Let It Rock. Of course, some I love more than other ones. Some might get replayed. Hold up, we got to run that one back. But as far as like a whole project, super solid project, my favorite from "Boys to Men, except for "Um, Doing Just Fine. If Doing Just Fine was on that album, then it definitely would be just like hands down because I love that <laughs> song. That's one of the songs you usually hear the guy always going after the girl, like, oh, girl, I'm a wreck and I'm a mess and I can't breathe and can't walk and can't talk because you ain't with me. Nah, man, they say I'm doing just fine. Getting yeah. along very well without you in my life. And I, I feel <laughs> like guys needed to hear that after all the simping that was going on on the radio and still continues <laughs> to go on but it was good to hear some guys stand up for themselves yeah well
0: you know we're, we're going to talk dave um sophomore albums both the and, and boys to men uh, in a different That's episode up. so we be good to come back to that but guys thanks for um for watching uh, please remember to subscribe and share and comment and all that stuff but yeah definitely this is You know, next time, as I say, we'll talk sophomore albums about Jodice and and Boyz II Men. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Fine. Okay. Take care, guys. (laughs) baby